Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. Now it's time to take a sports break, a look at sports history on a daily basis. Hello, my friends of sports history. This is Darren Hughes of the Sports Jersey Dispatch Podcast. Welcome once again to the Pig Pen, your place for all things great in sports history. And welcome to this sports break for the date of April 10th in sports history as we will bring you some of the greatest events and birthdays of Hall of Famers for this day in history. But before we do, let's make sure you are aware that we are on social media. You can find us at pigskindispatch.com. The Pigpen Sports History Hub will come up on your Twitter feed. As well as Facebook, we are at Pigskin Dispatch. We'd love to hear from you. You can also email us, pigskindispatch at gmail.com. Now let's talk about some Hall of Famers that were born on this date. April 10th, 1897 in Shiner, Texas was the Baseball Hall of Fame right fielder Ross Youngs. Now Youngs was just a heck of a ball player for the New York Giants from 1917 through the 1926 season and ended up being the uh, man that John McGraw, his manager, gave the nickname called Pep. He ended up grooming Did McGraw of Youngs to make him the Giants manager to take over for McGraw. And McGraw ended up being the manager of great players such as Mel Ott and uh, those great Giants teams of those late 1920s and early 1930s. So great uh, history there with uh, baseball Hall of Famer Ross Youngs. From the football point of view, we have a Hall of Famer born April 10th, 1909 in Toronto, Ohio. Stud fullback of 1929 through 1931 from Bucknell University, Clark Hinkle arrived in his life. Now, footballfoundation.org says that Clark just might be the best player to have ever suited up in a football uniform at Bucknell. Hinkle was blessed with great foot speed and mobility, which gave him excellent range both on offense and defensive side of the ball. And he was nicknamed the Lackawanna Express as he first achieved fame and notoriety in 1929, his sophomore season, when he led the East in scoring with 128 points. He got better the more he played too, as Clark led Bucknell to an undefeated season in 1931. Now Clark's collegiate football records are celebrated in the College Football Hall of Fame after he was inducted into that great museum in 1971. Hinkle soon joined the Green Bay Packers in 1932, and he was the answer to counter the Bears' great back Bronco Nagurski, as the two battled head-to-head on many occasions. Now Bronco was a big powerful runner in the era of the stout Hinkle, who was 30 pounds lighter, was determined to hold his own with anyone on an NFL gridiron. Clark's motto was to get to Bronk before he gets to me, unquote, and a tactic he used to perfection one day in 1934. Trapped on the sidelines by Nagurski, Clark escaped his tackle by diving directly into and over him, and the Bears superstar was helped from the field with a broken nose and a fractured rib. The Pro Football Hall of Fame says that during his 10-year career with the Green Bay Packers, Hinkle was named first or second team all-league each year, in 1964, Clark Hinkle was enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 
Also born this day, April 10, 1918, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Jim Daniel, the great Ohio State tackle from 1939 to 1941, was born. He was uh, inducted into the College Football Hall of Fame in 1977. He ended up serving his country uh, in later in the wars, and he ended up getting a bronze and a silver star. And he played pro football with the Chicago Bears and Cleveland Browns, serving as Cleveland's captain in 1946 in the AAFC. Also this date is a big Hall of Famer, a big personality that is. April 10th, 1936, John Madden was born for the NFL.com. Madden was a, had a record of 103-32-7 in 10 seasons with the Oakland Raiders 1969 through the 1978 season. And he led the Silver and Black to become Super Bowl eleven champions. He later worked as a TV commentator from 1979 to 2008 was a 16-time Emmy Award winner, and he worked all four major networks in his career, CBS, Fox, ABC, and NBC, and was an analyst for 11 Super Bowls. Madden retired from broadcasting in April of 2009, and his final game as a broadcaster, Super Bowl number 53 between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Arizona Cardinals. Another Pro Football Hall of Famer born on April 10th, 1938 in Mount Vernon, Texas, was Dandy Don Meredith, the fun-loving Southern Methodist University quarterback that played from 1957 through 1959 with SMU. Now, he was known by many as Dandy Don, a fun-loving guy, and the National Football Foundation tells us how Don got his shot in college football by earning it. Now, Meredith started as a sophomore year of 1957 as the third-string quarterback at the beginning of the season and completed only four of six passes in his first four games. Then against the favored Texas, he carried a ball 10 times for 72 yards and threw a short but straight, completing 6-9 passing attempts, including two scoring strikes for an unexpected 19-12 Mustangs victory. All the quarterback did the rest of the year was to have completed 71 of 102 attempts for 912 yards, seven touchdowns with a 696 completion rate. Remember, this is the late 1950s and uh, ended up going on to be drafted in the NFL by the Dallas Cowboys and uh, you know had a great career there. College Football Hall of Fame inducted him in 1982 after they, the NFF voters cast their votes. And he had a great career uh, for the Cowboys from 1960 to 68 and became a sports announcer with ABC and most notably on Monday Night Football with Howard Cosell and Frank Gifford all in the booth. Those famous times. Another big football player. April 10th, 1948, Mel Blount. He was uh, found in the Hall of Fame uh, contributor Bill Nunn as he was discovered and often overlooked at Southern University, according to the Pro Football Hall of Fame website. Pittsburgh used this info gained by their lead scout and Nunn, by Nunn, to info to steal Mel in the third round of the 1970 NFL draft as he stood six foot three, weighed more than 205 pounds, and an oversized corner would have to play a physical game, wearing down many wide receivers in the league. In his 14-year career, he was an All-Pro four different times. In the 1975 NFL Defensive Most Valuable Player, started 200 of 201 games, so very durable, and played in and made it to five Pro Bowls. Mel had 57 career interceptions, 736 return yards off of them, and recovered 13 opponents' fumbles. Mel Blount was enshrined in the Pro Football Hall of Fame in 1989. 
Now let's take a jaunt over to 80sbaseball.com. Our friend Jay Daniel sponsors that site and uh, has graciously allowed us to use some of the information he has there. He has a day-by-day events going on for 80s baseball and everybody associated with it. Uh, He wishes happy birthdays to Ken Griffey Sr., who was born on April 10th. Also to Lee Lacey, former Pittsburgh Pirate that uh, had a great career, born number 17 with the Buckos. Uh, Marvin Freeman has an April 10th birthday. Mike Devereaux, also with an April 10th birthday. Jeff Gray and Eric King, all great ballplayers that played in the 1980s. Now, there were also some uh, trade on this day in 1982 when the Minnesota Twins traded their best player, Roy Smalley, to the Yankees for Paul Boris, Ron Davis, and Greg Gagne. That was a special thanks to Jay Daniel for allowing us to use that from his 80sbaseball.com. Make sure you check out that website. Okay, we have some great uniform numbers uh, for this April 10th with some historic events. And one was a truly historic one. And on this day, April 10th, 1913, the New York Highlanders Baseball Club played their first game being called the New York Yankees. It took place at Griffith Stadium in Washington, D.C. And President Woodrow Wilson famously threw out the first pitch as the hometown Senators doubled up the Yanks that day. 2-1 to one was the final score. April 10th, 1947, this moment may be even bigger. Jackie Robinson, number 42, famously put his name in ink in front of Branch Rickey, the general manager of the Brooklyn Dodgers, to officially and bravely break the color barrier in Major League Baseball. Of course, there was a minor transaction of the Dodgers buying the contract of Mr. Robinson from the Montreal Royals that occurred that same day as well. In other news on April 10th, occurring in 1956, it was the Stanley Cup playoffs. It was a final game played at the Montreal Forum in Montreal, Quebec. Star center Jean Bellevue, number four, netted a goal and two assists as the Montreal Canadiens defeated the Detroit Red Wings 3-2 for a 4-1 series win, taking home Lord Stanley's Cup that day. And now we have a couple excerpts from NBA.com bringing these great nuggets of history for the date of April 10th, 1986, in a game against the New Jersey Nets, Atlanta Hawks stalwart number 21, Dominique Wilkins, made 21 field goals to match his jersey number, scoring a total of 57 points in the Hawks' 126-117 victory. Wilkins ended up winning the NBA scoring title during the 1985 and 86 campaign, finishing with a 30.3 points per game average, edging out Utah Jazz star number four, Adrian Dantley, and the Denver Nuggets number two, Alex English. Also on this date, April 10th, 1991, Dallas Mavericks fine guard number 12, Derek Harper, scored a game-high 34 points in the Mavericks' 97-91 loss to those Utah Jazz at the Salt Palace, becoming the first player in NBA history to improve his scoring average in each of his first eight seasons in the league as he averaged 19.7 points per game in that season of 1991. 90-91, that is. And that is your sports history for this April 10th. We are sure glad you were able to join us. Take this little bit of break from life to remember some great sports moments and great uh, sports athletes uh, and just have a great time doing it. So make sure you talk about that at the water cooler today because remember April 10th is the day Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier officially and the New York Yankees first became the Yankees as well as many of the other items that we talked about as well, you know, famous birthdays of John Madden and Mel Blount and others 
uh, in this great uh, thing, Don, Dandy Don Meredith. So make sure you share that with others and tell them to find all your great sports history at jerseydispatch.com. Until tomorrow, everybody, have a great sports history day. We're dribbling around and see the shot clock's almost out, so we got to put up our shot and come back tomorrow for some more great sports history. We invite you to check out our websites, jerseydispatch.com and pigskindispatch.com. Not only see the daily sports history, but to experience the preservation of great events and people that play the games. Find us on Pigskin Dispatch. It's also on social media outlets of Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and don't forget the Pigskin Dispatch YouTube channel to get all your daily sports history. Pigskin Dispatch is happy to be associated with the Sports History Network, the sports headquarters of yesteryear, found at sportshistorynetwork.com. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Each week, the official Football Learning Academy podcast will take you deep into the history of pro football through interviews with players, coaches, or administrators in the NFL, as well as interviews with Pro Football Hall of Fame selectors, authors, and historians You'll learn how the game evolved and important moments that shaped the sport into what it is today. And don't miss the Pro Football History Nugget of the Week. Listen to the official Football Learning Academy podcast on the Sports History Network. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.